Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Thursday of the third week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, Let us feel your compassion more readily during these days, when by your gift we have known it more fully, so that those you have freed from the darkness of error may cling more firmly to the teachings of your truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Be ready to set out at noon along the road that goes from Jerusalem down to Gaza, the desert road. So he set off on his journey. Now it happened that an Ethiopian had been on pilgrimage to Jerusalem. He was a eunuch and an officer at the court of the Kandake, or Queen of Ethiopia, and was in fact her chief treasurer. He was now on his way home, And as he sat in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. The spirit said to Philip, Go up and meet that chariot. When Philip ran up, he heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? How can I, he replied, unless I have someone to guide me. So he invited Philip to get in and sit by his side. Now the passage of scripture he was reading was this. Like a sheep that is led to the slaughterhouse, like a lamb that is dumb in front of its shearers, like these he never opens his mouth. He has been humiliated and has no one to defend him. Who will ever talk about his descendants, since his life on earth has been cut short? The eunuch turned to Philip and said, Tell me, is the prophet referring to himself or someone else? Starting therefore, With this text of scripture, Philip proceeded to explain the good news of Jesus to him. Further along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there is some water here. Is there anything to stop me being baptised? He ordered the chariot to stop. Then Philip and the eunuch both went down into the water, and Philip baptised him. But after they had come up out of the water again, Philip was taken away by the Spirit of the Lord, and the eunuch never saw him again, 
but went on his way rejoicing. Philip found that he had reached Azotos and had continued his journey proclaiming the good news in every town as far as Caesarea. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. O peoples, bless our God. Let the voice of his praise resound. Of the God who gave life to our souls and kept our feet from stumbling. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Come and hear all who fear God. I will tell what he did for my soul. To him I cried aloud, with high praise ready on my tongue. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Blessed be God, who did not reject my prayer, nor withhold his love from me. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the living bread from heaven, says the Lord. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the crowd, No one can come to me unless he is drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, They will all be taught by God. And to hear the teaching of the Father and learn from it is to come to me. Not that anybody has seen the Father, except the one who comes from God. He has seen the Father. I tell you most solemnly, everybody who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert, and they are dead. But this is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that a man may eat it and not die. I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, Bread of Life Discourse, Part 4. Now, the Gospel that we have today, it's actually left out four verses from where we left off yesterday. Let me just slot in those four verses, which should have been at the beginning of the gospel today. Meanwhile, the Jews were complaining to each other about him because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Surely this is Jesus, son of Joseph, they said. We know his father and mother. How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus said in reply, stop complaining to each other. And then it picks up here. No one can come to me unless he is drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise him up on the last day. So there are a couple of things that are important about those preceding few verses. Firstly, Jesus now, instead of talking to the crowd, is now talking to the Jews. Now, in John's Gospel, that collective noun, the Jews, is supposed to indicate not people of a particular race or religion, but those who are opposed to him. 
So the crowd are the people who are listening to him, but who haven't made up their minds. They're like, well, let's see what this guy's got to say for himself. The Jews, however, are the ones who stand in opposition to him. They've made up their minds and they're not disciples and they're not going to be disciples. So you can see that there's a bit of a turning point that happens in the discourse now. Instead of Jesus addressing the crowd and telling them, hey, look, you need to believe in me because I come from the Father. Now the Jews are the ones who are starting to discourse with Jesus and it takes a much more aggressive tone. These start to murmur amongst themselves. How can this bloke say that he's come down from heaven when we know his mom and his dad are Mary and Joseph? We know this guy. He's a measured quantity. He's from Nazareth. He's from, you know, just over there. And you can, you can almost imagine them pointing in that direction. Mate, you're from there, not from heaven. And your father? We don't buy this Archangel Gabriel stuff. It's Joseph. It's here we really find the sticking point. If you don't believe that Jesus comes from God, then what he says is madness. But if he is the one who has been sent by the Father, if he is the Son, then what he says is the revelation of God himself. And let's not forget, Jesus backs his words up. He fed 5,000 with miraculous bread. All of this to serve as a sign to the fact that he is the true bread that has been sent by God. So Jesus now starts to describe how he and the Father work hand in hand. So he says, It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. And to hear the teaching of the Father and to learn from it is to come to me. Right? God said that he would be the one to teach his people. And now those who listen to me and learn from me are taught by God because I am sent by the Father. And what's the credential that Jesus has? He says, nobody's seen the Father except the one who comes from God. He has seen the Father. I speak from what I know because I am from the Father. And then the next line, I tell you most solemnly, everybody who believes has eternal life. Why? Because Jesus has come from the Father with the kind of life that the Father has. And the kind of life that the Father has, being God, he has the fullness of life. He has divine life. He has eternal life. So to believe in Jesus is to receive him, is to take the bread of life and to be nourished by the bread of life and to receive the life that is communicated by the bread of life, eternal life. Now, remember all the way back at the beginning of the sixth chapter of John, we heard that all of this is happening at the time of the Jewish Passover. And the Passover, of course, is that great festival whereby the people celebrate the exodus, the saving of the 12 tribes of Israel from slavery in Egypt and their passage through the desert to the promised land. And during that time, they were fed manna, this bread from heaven 
this sustenance that they received on their journey towards the promised land. And Jesus brings this up. He goes, look, your fathers ate the manna in the desert, a great miracle that God had given them to sustain them in this journey, but they are dead. The manna that God gave them in the desert only sustained their natural life and only for a time. But now there's a new kind of bread. A bread that doesn't simply fill your bellies. A bread that nourishes a spiritual pilgrimage from death all the way into eternal life. So listen again. Your fathers ate the manna in the desert and they are dead. But this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that a man may eat it and not die. I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. In the face of the opposition that Jesus gets from the Jews, he doubles down. He doesn't back off. I am from the Father. I am sent by the Father because I am the living bread. Those who believe in me, those who receive me, receive the kind of life that I possess. And the life that I possess is the life of the Father because I am the Son. And when you receive my kind of life, you receive God's kind of life eternal life. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts, with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain, 
with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.